everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 27, and I want to thank you again for supporting me in this venture of mine. And I hope you'll continue following along and share this message with everyone you know. And like I said many times before, I want to get a very large conversation started. I want you to write me, Drew, at thewatchdogsbark.com. Agree, disagree, snide comments, funny quips, you know, all kinds of things that I will accept. And that email does go directly into my email, so you'll be able to contact me directly. And like I said before, if it's something really good, whether it really attacks me and, and you make some great points, I'll read it on my podcast. I just won't share your name unless you give me permission to do that, because I will always respect your privacy. So write me, Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. Okay, let's get into it. This time we're going to talk about the government regulation on electric cars. Now, the government can't actually mandate, but they're finding ways around that. Also, the uh, San Francisco, the shining city on the hill that is really not shining anymore. It's kind of like fool's gold is what you're seeing now. Uh, Megan Rapinoe and or Rapino, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh, and 20 other female athletes are now telling women their opinions don't matter when it comes to trying to save women's sports. Like Riley Gaines, they uh, definitely are putting her down, and any opinion doesn't matter because only theirs matter. The people that have retired and no longer have anything to uh, lose. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. And I have to tell you more about the Biden family business. I have discovered more Things Actually, I haven't discovered them. James Comer has. And now they're kind of uh, incontrovertible, I guess you could say. I think it's going to get to a point, honestly, where this is so blatant that those who try to cover it up, people will know like right away that they're trying to cover these details and information up. So hopefully it'll get to the point where this will result in Joe Biden being impeached, not only because he deserves it and the Biden family deserves it, but it'll really, really tick off the people on the left. And we love to watch them be really ticked off, don't we? Honestly. Then a couple of quick comments on other current events like, let's see, what else? Oh, the FDA has pulled the two-shot Original COVID vaccine. I'll tell you why. Okay, our government wants to regulate electric cars for at least two-thirds of the population by 2032. And that sounds really fast, and that's because it really is. That's less than 10 years. And by the way, the government cannot mandate what kind of cars we drive. They cannot force us to do that. However, they can get the EPA to put so many restrictions and make the restrictions so tight on emissions 
that basically gas-powered vehicles will no longer qualify. And so that's what they want to do. Now, currently, <laughs> there are about 6% of vehicle owners in our country are EVs. And they want to increase that by 60% in less than a decade. Uh, this is not only impossible, it's insane. Okay, we were working towards our requirement of having 20% of vehicles being EVs by 2050. But this wasn't fast enough for the radicals that want control. You see, they want control now. And they're getting impatient with us that we're not moving fast enough into being reliant completely on electric so they can still have their gas stoves and their jet engines and their yachts and their mansions all powered with fossil fuels because they want to have plenty for them and no more for us. So they would really appreciate if we would move this along a little quicker. Thank you. There's no way we can build the infrastructure strong enough with hundreds of thousands of new charging stations nationwide to support not only this massive influx in EVs hitting the market, but also all of us poppers relying only on electric power. However, it doesn't matter to those people on the left. They don't care about the thousands of jobs that will be lost, men and women uh, that work in the gas-powered assembly lines for cars, they're kind of forgetting the fact, or really, honestly, they don't care. At this point, 80% of our electricity still comes from fossil fuels. Now, one way this might possibly be attainable, I don't know about 2032, but maybe by 2050, we could have 60% of cars be electric powered. However, they are going to have to lift restrictions and the stigma with nuclear power plants. They have micro power plants that can be built now, and one power plant can like power an entire city, and it's a quarter the size of regular nuclear power plants. And they have much safer ways of storing the the uh, rods now, and there's a much less chance of a nuclear meltdown like Three Mile Island or Chernobyl or anything like that. But for some reason, the left isn't promoting nuclear power. Gosh, I wonder why. Oh, I know, <laughs> because they're all invested in the renewable energy market with solar and wind farms and hydroelectric, all these different things that are not sustainable yet. We don't have the battery capacity to store enough power to really make this effective. And we certainly don't have near the charging stations necessary to keep 60% of the cars on the road charged up and moving. So if we're not willing to go nuclear on that and work towards different things and still understand that it needs to be an all-of-the-above approach for uh, at least a few more decades, we have to re rely on oil and gas and nuclear and 
coal because that's what is running everything right now and even is doing redundancy systems like all the wind farms and solar farms. They're all backed up by fossil fuel power, like in every case, period. So we, we, we do know that there's this wonderful $7,500 tax credit. But if you read the small print, it doesn't apply to all EVs. And we know EVs run this. this uh, the reason why I'm laughing is you're going to laugh, too, when you realize how absurd this is. EVs run about $65,000 for the good ones, okay? And if you make enough to afford a $65,000 car, guess what? You don't qualify for the tax credit because you make too much money. You know, I honestly, I don't think a Hollywood could write a more absurd script if they tried. because. It doesn't matter to the left. They only want all of us on electric because it's going to be less dependable. And they actually want us to get used to have less. They want us to get used to eating less meats, more bugs, and more electric everything. Because electric is not as dependable. And they're actually counting on the fact that we'll get used to having occasional blackouts or brownouts. And we'll get used to electric not being able to go as far as gas or be as dependable or as cheap to repair. See, another thing they're not telling you about electric vehicles is the batteries they're only guaranteed for about 10 years, I think the warranty is, on those electric batteries. And they're like fifteen dollars to $20,000 to replace. And also, if we were serious about going all electric sooner, we wouldn't be depending on all of the rare earth minerals that China has the abundance on right now. You see, this administration is not approving new digging permits for lithium mines. We do have plenty of rare earth minerals in our country, under the earth in our country. But our government is not approving the permits to dig for those rare earth minerals. No, no. They want us dependent on China. And China still has the corner on the market for those rare earth minerals. So one might think that this is yet another thing that China is getting from the Biden family and the Biden administration for their generous contribution to the Biden family business which we know is nothing more than information and influence peddling. Because you can go and look at the Biden family business and there's no business structure at all. All right. You remember the song, I left my heart in San Francisco. Yeah, Tony Bennett 
famous song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. And San Francisco used to be a beautiful city. I've been there a couple times and I walking around the Haight-Ashbury district and seeing the Golden Gate Bridge from the park uh, across the river and walking downtown and going to the wharf, the Fisherman's Wharf. It used to be an amazing city. Now it's not. Uh, there's human feces all over the streets and sidewalks. And there's used hypodermic needles all over. Also, we have this wonderful story recently of Bob Lee, who was the CEO of Cash App, who was stabbed in San Francisco, what we thought was by a vagrant, by a homeless man, or by a gang member. Turns out that's not completely true. You see, Bob Lee was stabbed by one of his competitors, a fellow tech industry competitor. He, again, I will not say his name publicly because that is glorifying the murderers and assailants. So I will not do that. But he and Bob Lee were sitting in a limo talking about his sister this other guy's sister. It's interesting because apparently Bob Lee may have had a little affair with this other guy's sister. And he stabbed him three times and then kicked him out of the limo and drove off. And the really sad thing is you can see the video and hear the 911 call. Bob Lee actually tried to get two or three people to help him. He's there bleeding on the sidewalk. And going up and I guess he knocked on some doors or tried to stop people walking by and people just kept on walking. When you walk by a guy that's bleeding, you want to stop and help? What have we gotten to in this country? How have we gotten to a place where when someone is being assaulted or raped on a subway train, everyone pulls out their phones? When someone is, has been stabbed and begging for help, you just keep walking by. When did we get to this place in our country? It's so sad. Another thing that's really horrible for the city of San Francisco, and like I said, I, I love that city. I used to love that city, and I you know would love to go visit, but I, it's off my visitation list now. I have no interest in going to see the city anymore. Whole Foods apparently feels the same way. They had to close their flagship store in San Francisco because of the looting, drug use, homelessness, and physical and verbal abuse of its employees. You know, the funny thing is that flagship store of Whole Foods just opened a little over a year ago. And they've already had to close it. And of course, a lot of the liberals that live in San Francisco are very, very disappointed because they're not going to get their organic tofu or um, other specialized food items that they like to get at Whole Foods. And they're blaming Whole Foods for closing, just the same as Chicago blames Walmart for closing like five stores. They, they said Walmart is leaving them abandoned and not standing up to the people and trying to make things better. Well, no, when you lose a lot of money through looting, 
and no customers will go in your stores because drug users are right on your front doorstep and physically and verbally abusing your employees, it's not worth staying. You know the funny thing about this? Gavin Newsom used to be the mayor of San Francisco. Now he's the governor of that same state. Can you say major fail? And incidentally, (laughs) Gavin Newsom, I think, is going to find himself in some pretty hot water soon. Do you remember Gavin Newsom going around the country and doing this red state tour, going to Florida and Ohio and all these different places that are red states and talking about how amazing California is and what a great job he's done and ridiculing Donald Trump and belittling uh, Ron DeSantis, you know, and how horrible they are. Well, it turns out that this whole red state tour had nothing to do with promoting the state of California. All it was really promoting was Gavin Newsom and his potential presidential run. So I think he might be in a little hot water because turns out the this was an official state business. <laughs> and uh, he did use official state funds to pay for this little tour of his. And the people of California are not too happy about that. Hmm. I wonder why. All right. I don't know if you've heard recently. I talked in the last couple of podcasts about Riley Gaines competing against Leah Thomas and how it was unfair because Leah Thomas is six foot three and a half and 220 pounds and smoking the female college athletes. And even that one time when Leah Thomas and Riley Gaines tied, I think it was a butterfly event because I think that's Riley Gaines' best event, but they tied and the cowardly NCAA did not give the award to Riley Gaines, the 12-time NCAA swimming champion. No, they gave that award to Leah Thomas so it would look good in a picture that they were being sensitive to the trans community and issues. Well, Megan Rapino, former all-star of the women's soccer team and 20 other female athletes are now telling women their opinions do not matter when it comes to trying to save women's sports. They need to just allow these transgendered women who were really born men and have a huge physical advantage, but all in the name of equity and inclusiveness and diversity. We need to allow all of these trans women to compete in women's sports. And oh, I know, I know, I know. We know those women have been practicing like, what did Riley Gaines say? Three hours in the morning before school and three hours after school swimming, trying to shave half seconds, full seconds and more off of their time. We know, we know women, you know, I know women have it hard that they're really, really struggling to try and maintain uh, female sports, but it really doesn't matter because it's all about equity. And it's all about showing how much you are an alliance or in alignment with the LGBTQIA apostrophe question mark 
dollar sign, pound sign. Yeah, that, yeah, that ever expanding acronym. Yeah, that one. You have to show that you're supportive of them and aligned with them by allowing these trans women to completely dominate and in maybe uh, five years or a decade, destroy women's sports. So there will no longer be women's sports. And I know, I know a lot of those women actually depend on those scholarships they can get to colleges and the maybe endorsements they can get if they're on the Olympic team and all that. Uh, We know, we know it's, I know, I know women deserve that, but equity and inclusion and diversity is more important. Don't you know that? That's basically what Megan Rapinoe and these 20 other women that signed this letter asking Congress to oppose the Title IX restrictions they wanted to put on trans athletes to try and protect women's sports. And people that tell me they, the trans women have no advantage over real women. Okay, if that's the case... Show me one, and I mean anywhere in the world, show me one trans man who is dominating men's sports or a men's sport. I'll wait. You get the idea, right? It doesn't exist because men and women are physically different and men have physical advantages that women do not have in sports. So Megan Rapino and the other 20 female athletes, way to go for abandoning your fellow female athletes. Okay. And I could not let a few more podcasts go by without making some more statements about the Biden family business and the new things being discovered. You remember when Joe Biden said that he's never talked to his family, especially his son Hunter, uh, about his business, and he's never met or talked to his business partners? Well, it turns out that... During the Obama presidency, while Joe was vice president, Hunter's business partners visited the White House over 80 times. That's eight zero, not 18, eight zero. And we know that Hunter Biden just accompanied Joe to Ireland on Air Force One. So I guess we'll see how much money Hunter gets from Ireland now, won't we? Uh, Okay. So, James Comer and his investigative team have also uncovered the fact that during the Obama presidency, there were over 150 possible violations filed with the Treasury Department regarding the Biden family business. Even Barack Obama warned Joe Biden, hey, Joe, this this really doesn't look good. They've also uncovered that there are approximately nine Biden family members now involved in the Biden family business, and they have discovered over a dozen LLCs, which have not been used for 
business. What else do you use LLCs for? Oh, I know, <laughs> laundering money and making it look like a legitimate business. You know, you can name an LLC uh, Hunter's Energy Company or Ashley and Joe's Shower Company. Yeah, it's something like that, but it doesn't make them energy companies. It just makes it the name of an LLC. So all these businesses that Hunter supposedly set up with his business partners and other members of the Chinese government, none of those are legitimate businesses. They're just LLCs to um, filter the uh, donations through uh, and not pay full taxes on. Can you imagine if Joe Biden actually declared the taxes that he would owe in the millions of dollars that China has paid the Biden family business for influence and introductions? That's basically all the Biden family business is all about influence, peddling influence, and making introductions. It's good to be a Biden, huh? Now, James Comer claims that the walls are closing in on the Biden family. Goodness gracious, I hope so. Holy cow. Uh, there is so much corruption in this family. Honestly, I thought the Clintons had the uh, corner on that market, but it looks like the Clinton family business pales in comparison to the Biden family business because this one has tentacles everywhere and mostly with countries that don't like us. Huh. You don't see a conflict of interest there, Joe? Hmm. I guess it's all about how much money they can make. As uh, I believe it was Representative Ilhan Omar of the squad when she was talking about Jewish people. And with the Biden family, it's all about the Benjamins. Yes, sir. Okay. And lastly, it looks like the FDA has now pulled the two-shot vaccine for COVID. And why did they do that? Well, they discovered that it really wasn't effective. You remember I played that wonderful clip of Rachel Maddow when she said that the COVID virus stops with the person that's vaccinated. It does not go anywhere. If you get the vaccination, you cannot get and spread COVID anymore. The vaccine or the virus stops with you. If you get the vaccine, the virus stops with you. Well, apparently that was not true. We knew that from that podcast when I played that part. But we now know for sure because the FDA has just pulled the original Moderna and Pfizer mRNA vaccine. The Johnson & Johnson was still out there, and but it's basically not used anymore because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was created the way all other vaccines are created basically with dead COVID cells and they, they fashion it after that. So it's like injecting a teeny tiny small micro amounts of COVID and let your body build up the antibody. That's how vaccines have been made for centuries. And Johnson & Johnson made it that same way. But Moderna and Pfizer created this mRNA 
technology that that Robert Malone invented and even he that invented the mRNA technology said he would never have approved it for worldwide distribution the way it was distributed. So now that vaccine has been pulled because it's not effective and they discovered it was actually hurting people. You can read all about it. if you go to openvares.com and I know that's not absolutely government reporting, but People all over the world are reporting adverse side effects and deaths. Yes, that the death rate is over 27,000 now. Over 27,000 people worldwide have died just from the vaccine. There, there used to be stop gaps when you developed a vaccine. If a certain amount of people died or had severe adverse effects, you stopped the distribution of that vaccine at that point until you can do more tests on it to make sure it's safe before it's widely released. Well, you remember it was widely released with emergency authorization by the FDA and the WHO when this virus first was, um, what, what's it called? Oh, released <laughs> worldwide. Yes, I do believe, and you can disagree with me, absolutely, but I believe this virus was released on purpose because those that want control in world governance got to find out how much of their freedoms people are willing to give up when they're scared. And now they know, and I can just bet you your bottom dollar that in a few years, who knows, maybe it'll be five, ten. But I guarantee you there's going to be another gigantic worldwide scare. I know they're trying to scare everybody with climate change right now, but most of the public's not buying it, including me, especially me, because like I said, I'm an amateur astronomer and I can explain exactly why the planet gets warmer and colder. And it has nothing to do with a trace gas in our atmosphere. But, oh, and also uh, the World Health Organization just came out with a new study that shows masks were completely ineffective against COVID. Gosh, who said that? Uh, I did. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, I said that like three years ago. Because remember, I was talking about how the COVID molecule is 0.12 microns in diameter. That's right. And most masks you got over the counter and cloth masks and neck gaiters and all the things people were using and walking around thinking they're completely protected. Yeah, those were protecting you from three microns and larger. So it's like throwing a marble through a chain link fence. And it always has been. But that mask became a symbol of how much you cared for your fellow man and how scared you were. If you look around now, there's still people scared to death and still wear masks to this day outside by themselves or walking their dogs wearing a mask. That, my friends, is mass formation psychosis. And that was created on purpose. Think about it. Okay. And 
as I always like to do, I want to end on a positive note, but this time it's going to be a little different. I'm actually asking for your help. You see, I really, really believe in the benefits of meditation, but I can't meditate. I can't turn off my brain, as you can probably understand why. My brain goes 100 miles an hour all the time, always has. Uh, actually, that's not true. There was a time when I slept like the dead, like in five minutes, and it drove my ex-wife nuts. Uh, she got so mad that I could fall right to sleep. But I can't do that anymore because I have so much going on all the time. I'm asking for people's tips and tricks to meditating. Now, I've heard from a friend, it just takes practice. So I'm going to commit to doing like 10, 15 minutes a night just to try and get my brain to shut off. Oh, I can't get it to shut off. So if you have any tips or tricks of this that work for you, I would really, really appreciate your help. So I'm actually asking for your help in the positive note and help me positively with meditation. Write me, please. Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. And until next time, you know what I'm going to say. Create an amazing day.